0: Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations Perfect Beach Finder Quiz. You can find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. There's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a Black Lead brand, we make room for another Black Lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart.
2: Welcome back, Happy Hour listeners, and uh, yes, I did say Happy Hour listeners once again here's what happened. Now, Rachel, we obviously got very excited and created the poll and so many of you guys decided to vote. So thank you for first doing that. Um, but here's the thing. We got a ton of messages regarding the two options that we picked. People didn't love them. And a lot of our listeners had expressed some concerns with the two options we chose. So we hear you. We know that some of them were problematic. Um, so we agree with you we don't want to do anything that we don't collectively love as a whole because you know we're a team here and so uh rachel and i you know we said it's like naming our baby so we want to make sure it's the right fit for everyone um so we're going to go back to the drawing board we're going to start over start from scratch and pool some more options together because since the voting took place a lot of you actually had dm'd us even more amazing options that we actually like even better so we're going to get those together and in the meantime, we're going to have to, I, I hate to say this, but we're going to have to stick to happy hour listeners for a little bit longer.
3: Yeah, you know what's nice is it's, it's nice to be checked every once in a while and to hold us accountable for for what we do because I was so excited about our two names that saying the word bachaholics never even crossed my mind that we were being inconsiderate. To mm-hmm. certain people, and so I'm so glad we love our happy hour listeners. Like we call y'all out, y'all call us out too, mm-hmm. and I love the community that we've created with that. The batches, batches thing, totally get it too, and maybe that's why it was so catchy and we liked it because we had heard it before. <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> well, yeah. So I yeah I don't even know where to start, but I know that like Becca said, you guys have sent in some suggestions to our bachelor happy hour instagram i think we've also received stuff personally Mm -hmm. so i just want to thank you guys for that make sure though that you i love you telling us personally but i don't want to make sure that we miss it so make sure you tell uh, send it to the bachelor happy hour instagram because it will Mm -hmm. not be overlooked there
2: yes yeah and i will say i You know, we get a ton of DMs, but I got some really great options that I'm excited to share with you after this, Rachel. I don't want to jump the gun. I really do want to pool everything that we've received together um, and maybe do something similar to what we did last week, or maybe do some sort of bracket where we incorporate the listeners a little bit more in the process. But we did get some really great new ones that I fell in love with even
3: more. Okay, the fact that you said bracket has like... (laughs) (laughs) Piqued my interest. The sports girl in me is like, yes, let's set this up like a like bracket march madness style. Yeah. I love that.
2: And then I think it it lets our listeners have more of a say because, you know, we pulled what, like 20 options last week and then narrowed it down to our favorite two. But here now we can narrow it down bit by bit. So you really feel like you're naming this with us. You're naming yourselves with us.
3: I like it. Sold. I <laughs> hope you guys like it too, because that's what, that's what we're going to do. That's so yes. much fun, and it's interactive, and we love when you guys can interact with us, and we all know we're missing human interaction these days, so this is a nice way to stay connected to you guys. We got a fun episode for you guys today, and surprise, surprise, we're doing something just a little bit different today, which I'm excited about, Becca's excited about, and we know you guys are going to be too, so In the spirit of the Bachelor greatest seasons ever, and the fact that this show has been on for almost 20 years, 18 years to be exact, we thought that, like, in thinking about it, it's like, what makes this franchise so unique? You know, why has it stood the test of time? We've seen reality TV shows come and go, but for some reason, the Bachelor franchise has been able to stand the test of time and be around for almost two, well, no, it has been two decades, two decades. Mm -hmm. So in trying to figure out why this franchise has been around so long, the only conclusion that Becca and I could come to is that it has to be the fans. You guys are devoted. You guys are a nation. I'm actually surprised mm. there's not like a Bachelor Nation flag out there somewhere, you know? I don't there's know, in the shape be. of a rose or just with a rose on it or Chris Harrison's <laughs> face or something. I don't know. Yeah, they should, like, instead of the stars, they should have little roses, for that the, the count that represent each lead on the franchise. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, Rachel, this is another good idea. If we ever get merchandise for the podcast, that could be it.
3: Yeah. No. I love it. Write of this things. down. <laughs> write this down. Hold us accountable, Bachelor yes. Happy Hour listeners. Uh, but no, it is you guys that make this franchise so great and what keeps this train going. So one thing that I don't know that we normally talk about is that we know who's in Bachelor Nation because of, you know, maybe not personally, but who writes us or, um, you know, comes to live shows and all of that good stuff. But you guys don't realize that Bachelor Nation has grown into like celebrity status. We know that we're national, local, regional, national, international, but we have gone into celebrity status because one of the things that I learned, I knew nothing about this show coming on. I mean, I knew there were roses, there was a Chris Harrison. And there were no black people. But other than that, I didn't know that much about the show. Mm -hmm. So I was shocked to learn that there's so many celebrity fans that are addicted to the show like the rest of us. Like we all have Mm -hmm. something in common. We're all addicted to Bachelor Nation. And I think that that's truly insane to think that some of the most famous and talented people in the world are watching us and trying to find love with us in their Mm -hmm. own living rooms. Okay, I've actually been in a celebrity's living room watching the show with them. Wait, who? Brie Larson. What? Yes. During what season? Mine! (laughs) Or maybe it was Nick's. Maybe it was... No, it was my season. It was my season. Wait, did that
2: make you... Okay, because like, just watching your season back... It's nerve wracking enough. And you're like, oh, God, did I just say that? Did I just do that? I cannot imagine sitting next to a legit celebrity having to rewatch myself. I'd be so
3: mortified. Oh, I, How I did loved you feel? It. Oh, I loved it. She was so a friend. My manager at the time is friends. They have a mutual friend. So mm-hmm. we came over there. She was having a watch party like she does every Monday, just <laughs> like just like the rest of us do. And I loved it because she was asking me questions. I was like, Mm-mm, let me tell you, girl this person this, this person this. It was a lot of fun. It was like girlfriends Mm -hmm. just catching up, watching the show. Well, and
2: it's so funny talking to celebrities who have watched the show because I think, like, any fan watching or any viewer, they have, uh, like, they're kind of set of, like, who they really love watching, who they don't necessarily relate to, who the villain is. And it's so funny to get their take because really, like, sitting down and talking, you're like, actually, no, like, this person that you don't necessarily like is really great and the person that you're loving right now is actually kind of a terror. Like, so it's just funny to get their take and I feel like... it brings people together. I mean, it's it's so crazy. I remember it was right before I started filming my season. And uh, one of the producers was like, yeah, you know, Jennifer Aniston's a huge fan of the show. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, she's tweeted about it. She's talked about it. They're like, you should, in one of your interviews, sit with her... With, I, I don't remember what it was. Like, make a shirt with her face on it and sit with it in an interview. And then we'll send her one of your face... I was like, there's no way Jennifer Anderson's going to freaking wear a t-shirt with my face on it. Like, that's not going to happen. But even just knowing that Jennifer Aniston, like, I grew up watching Friends, watching her on my screen. So the fact that she's watching us in the show, it just, it, it's so weird.
3: It is weird. I, yeah, I didn't know about Jennifer Aniston either. And I remember it was Nick's season. So I'm like really green. And I was watching Jimmy Kimmel. And the only reason I turned it on is because they were like, Jennifer Aniston just said your name. And I was like, why? You know, Mm -hmm. why would she? I'm just a (laughs) contestant on this show at this point. And I guess she was picking who she thought would be the top four who would get Mm -hmm. hometowns. And she picked me and she was like, oh, this Rachel. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is this is wild. What did I get myself into? I think Mm -hmm. that was more of the thing. What did I get myself into? Has Has there been anybody that you've met that you were shocked that they knew who you were?
2: Yes. Okay. I still, to this day, don't think it actually happened. And thank God I had people next to me witnessing this conversation. Um, but I met Kris Jenner and, uh, Kendall right before oh, I, did yeah. an, I did an Ellen interview and Kendall was on prior to me. And so I was just walking down the hallway and this was like before my season even started before we started filming or anything. And so I was just like, this little girl from Minnesota walking down the hallway, and here comes Kris Jenner. And I stopped and I was like, I, I like did not know what to say. Rachel, I literally had zero words. I felt like I was drooling. And she invited me over to her house for dinner. She's, and cause I think she lives fairly clo- close to Chris Harrison. She's like, yeah, come over, have some wine with Chris. And I was like, oh, you know who I am? I was just, and that was the first major encounter. And I, I froze. I was like such an idiot. I didn't know what to say, what to do. And to this day, I'm still so embarrassed about
3: it. But that Don't was the be- first one. She's so chill. So her partner, boyfriend, partner, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, is I'm like have known for twenty plus years. Mm-hmm. So she's super cool. And if she means come over, she means come over. I would never leave. She's super chill.
2: I would never leave.
3: I mean, she makes you feel like you're just chilling at her house and you're old friends. You know, Mm -hmm. like you're ordering food. She's cleaning up after you. There are no airs about her. She's super cool. I'm trying to think. When I went to Ellen, John Mayer was there. And he came into my dressing room because he, I think he watches. Yeah, he's a fan of the show. And like Mm -hmm. we were talking about being the bachelor. Also, David Spade was there. It was a very random time at the show like people I feel like famous people were just walking here and there I think the most shocking encounter for me and it's not that he's like the the biggest superstar I'm just a super fan and also really attracted to him Mm -hmm. (laughs) Brian knows what's up so I was doing (laughs) interviews on the red carpet uh, for Tyler Perry's opening of his studio in Atlanta Mm -hmm. and my producer was trying to get the attention of this star and he walks. So like they have you, it's like different outlets are all lined up. You know, you've walked Red carpet, yeah. And he walks past us, past us and goes to E! News. And I was like, oh, we missed him. And I'm interviewing someone else and he comes back and he goes, well, I really want to make sure I talk to Rachel. <gasps> I, I'm sorry, what? It was Blair Underwood who I feel like I grew up on. Mm-hmm. He said, I've never watched the show. My daughter's a huge fan. Um, can we get a picture? We took a selfie together. And he was just like, I have to tell my daughter, you're going to make me the coolest dad. And I'm like, okay, I have to tell all my girlfriends because <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just took a selfie with Blair Underwood. And he and his wife could not have been more kind. Uh,
2: see, it's so crazy because I still, I mean... And we've talked about this, like even to this day, I still pinch myself and I'm like, how the hell was I the Right? It's so crazy. But the fact that you meet so many people from all walks of life, from all over, you know, fans and celebrities alike, it still doesn't feel real to me. And, and, you know, even my girlfriends who are back in Minnesota, they're like, oh, you met so-and-so. How cool was that? Like, how did they, they I always get this question. How did someone smell? Do, do you get that a lot of like asking how people smell? Not really. I mean, I've been asked
3: before, but not a lot.
2: So, and I don't know, maybe it's a Minnesota thing we like like sense. I'm not sure. <laughs> but everyone always asks how someone smells. And so, and, and I've met, I mean, no surprise here, I'm obsessed with Michael Strahan. I've met him a few times. And uh, at my sister, every time she's like, how did he smell? Can you describe him to me? But it's just, it still feels surreal to me. I still... It, I, I, and that's something that I kind of like that I don't think I'll ever be able to get over is you get to meet some really great, amazing people who at the end of the day, you know, they're still just humans. Like I would always look at them yeah. as an, a singer or actress or actor, um, but they're just people like us. And that's what I always have to keep in mind is, is um, you know, they have good days and bad days. And at the end of the day, we all just want to watch a good Easy television show about love and drink some wine.
3: Yeah, they put their pants on one leg at a time like we do. I feel mm-hmm. like that's that's the same people always say. The one thing I will say is you're totally right. It's not even getting starstruck about meeting celebrities. I think the shocking part is when they know who you are. You mm-hmm. know, when they are a fan of you. That's yeah. what becomes the shocking part but Mm -hmm. then i put it into perspective and i'm like if i saw a real housewife i would push people out of the way to get to them (laughs) you know what i mean so like i'm super (laughs) fans of housewives and i've met so many but i'm literally knocking people down just Mm -hmm. to get to i'm like i'm I'm just a huge fan i just i just have to tell you because you feel like you know these people in reality tv how many housewives Uh have you met oh my gosh i think i've met one from every franchise Except from um I haven't met one from OC or Potomac. Okay. But I've I mean, like I know garcelle on Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. I've met so many of the New York ones. Dorinda, Ramona, Luann, um, Sonia. Mm-hmm. I like Sonia wanted to do burlesque at my bachelorette party. I mean, <gasps> it's <laughs> it was in Costa Rica, <laughs> so i just couldn't happen. But I mean so Cynthia Bailey I've met. Um Melissa Gorga, like so Mm -hmm. many of them just like being out and about. But I I think what's great about reality TV is that you do feel connected in a way to the people that you see on reality television more than you do a movie star like a Brad Pitt Mm -hmm. or someone on that level because they're playing a role on reality TV where you're being ourselves Mm -hmm. and you get a glimpse into our lives and who we are. So I think that, at least that's how I feel about Housewives. I feel like I know you because I'm watching you do things that you do in your everyday life. I've been inside yeah. your home, in your car. I know your friend circle. That's just not as intrusive as that, but it's kind of the same concept. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, and, and it. I
2: feel like it bonds you in a way because reality TV is so different from watching a movie or a scripted TV show. It's like, that is real life. And to this day, I think... We get asked this. I'm sure the Real Housewives or anyone on any other reality TV show gets asked this: is people ask if it's real, and, and you're like, "Yeah, like what yeah. you're seeing go down is going down." And of course, there are times where you have to recap it and do interviews and talk
3: about it like a, a little bit down the road, but it's real. It's real yeah. life people. Um, yeah, you guys are probably wondering, like, why are why are they why are they bragging about all the celebrities that they met and people know them? <laughs> we stay with us. We're going somewhere with this. Yes, yes. So
2: we are going somewhere because obviously, so many celebrities. Do watch the show, which brings us to our next point because we have to introduce our guest for today. Uh, she's not only an actress, a comedian, but also a fellow podcaster. So we are going to be chatting very soon with Lauren Lapkus. And not only is she hilarious and brilliant, but she's also obviously an avid Bachelor fan. So we can't wait to bring her on and pick her brain about how she feels about the show and she just had a new movie come out on netflix called the wrong missy where she stars alongside david spade who is also as rachel you mentioned it a huge bachelor fan you met him and apparently the two of them would watch together every monday night while filming their movie so we're so excited to talk to her and ask her all of her questions and find out what it is about this show that that she loves so much and makes it so fun to watch
3: yeah, I'm really excited to have her on the show and because, I mean, we've had celebrities on the show before, but not in this way, you know, mm-hmm. not to, to talk to them as a super fan. I mean, mm-hmm. Kesha was, but we didn't know that until we got into it. We were interviewing yeah. her and then she just like spills the tea about being a super fan, which we mm-hmm. adore. But um, I think it'll be fun to have her on, get her pers- get her perspective and really into like why... Why do you like this show so much? What drew mm-hmm. you in? I want to know, like, whose season did you start on? All that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So before we get to our guests, because we love to keep you guys waiting and anticipating what comes next, <laughs> because we want you to listen to the whole podcast. Becca and I thought that it would be fun to play a little game. So since we're talking about celebrities watching us play ourselves on TV, we thought it would be fun if we pictured our lives as a movie and cast celebrities to play the different roles in our lives. So I'm going to go ahead and call this game my life as a movie so here's how we're gonna play becca first we'll need to name our movie what would be the title of the movie of our lives which is so hard to do then we'll name a list of characters to play in the movie based on people in our actual lives and we'll have to briefly describe that person and then cast a celebrity to play them mm-hmm. that might be the easier part so should i start with you becca what, oh, would, God. <laughs> what would you name your movie if this movie is all about your life what would you call it? Which is so hard, right? Because maybe the movie fits a part of your life, but to mm-hmm. capture the whole life, you know, it would be the Becca Kupferin story.
2: Yeah. Oh God, I feel like naming the movie is harder than saying, like, who would play me or certain characters. I'm also not very creative. Um, oh, God. Well, I mean, like, off the top of my head, I would probably say, like, how the hell did I get here? Just because
3: I feel like my life Is that the name so- of a movie? Is that a real movie? No, that's what I would name my movie. I'm stupid. Listen, it's, I'm introducing this game, and I thought we had to pick the title of an actual movie and compare it to our lives. Okay, oh, I but thought we ahead.
2: created our own.
3: Listen, we'll, we just have two different perspectives. This is great. <laughs> Please name the title of your movie again. Um, well, I,
2: okay, first, first thought I would say, how the hell did I get here? Um, but... I feel like I, I um, am putting like some thought into it. Have you ever heard of the yes and like improv tactic? No. So I would name uh, if I actually had a movie, which I don't even think I'd do a movie. I'd do like a series or something of my Mm -hmm. life, and like every series would be a different chapter of my life. But um, so I actually learned this yes and tactic when I was on Bachelor Live on stage. We had to do a a lot of improv, and um. Basically, it's a technique that you use to to just say yes to things and to keep like a narrative ongoing and running and just to keep it open. So instead of saying like, if somebody asks you a question or is like trying to get more out of you, you don't just say no. You just automatically say yes and add to that, which I kind of like. Your life's always ongoing. You never want to stay stagnant. So I think the name of my movie would be Yes, And. And to a lot of you, it probably seems very boring, but it's, it's continuous.
3: Okay. I'm mad that I didn't think of it that way because I like <laughs> hearing the perspective of how you created your, the name of your movie, Yes, And. I like that. Um, okay, so I thought we had to compare it to an <laughs> actual movie. And I was trying to think of, I was trying to find a movie with a strong female lead because mm-hmm. I I feel like that's representative of me, and then I was trying yes. to find a female that's a lawyer in it, and it's mm-hmm. like I'm not legally blonde. That doesn't apply, <laughs> you know. I just I, I couldn't mm-hmm. I couldn't think. So the movie that I came up with was The Hunger Games, and the only <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I used to come up, <laughs> I came up with that is because when we were on Nick season we always used to make that joke that we feel like we're in the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Every time we go on a date, we're volunteering as tribute. You know, what's her name? Kat? Katniss. Katniss. Mm-hmm. Katniss Everdeen is like a strong female figure. She sacrifices her own life, not dying, but just sacrifices her life for mm-hmm. her sister. So I felt like ever since Bachelor, I might, I volunteered as tribute. I was the first Black female bat the first black bachelorette mm-hmm. and I stepped out. I volunteered as tribute to take yeah. one for the team to be representative as a lead in this franchise. And then ever since then, I feel like I've been living in the Hunger Games. Like this world is ruthless, like being in the entertainment world. Honestly, the bachelor world is these, you know, I always say these friends are fickle and fleeting. They mm-hmm. come and they go. Uh, things change so much. And um, yeah, like it's it's like a war. It's like a battle. Mm-hmm. I always feel like I'm in the battlefield. That's the best I could do. That was probably the hardest one.
2: I feel like out of any, well, we'll just say any lead from the franchise, if we were all thrown into the mix of the Hunger Games, like, you'd probably be the winner. I would die right away. No, you (laughs) would Yes, I would. You would die right away.
3: I wouldn't know what to
2: eat, and I'd be like, I'm hungry. I'm just going to sit here and give up.
3: But you know what? Katniss (laughs) wasn't that tough. She was just like, it was like a mental game. Every Mm -hmm. time I would watch, I'd be like, Kat, she should be dead already. She should already have been... She wasn't the toughest. The toughest one got taken out right towards the end. Yeah,
2: but she was good with that bow and arrow. She
3: was good with the bow and arrow. She had good
2: aim, Rachel.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so these might be a little bit easier. So, you. If you Mm -hmm. had to cast yourself, who would play you? Oh,
2: man. Um, So, thinking about this last night, I want, like ideally in a perfect world if i could have Troyan i think that's how you say it Troyan Bellisario, i i'm just obsessed with her but i got to look this up she so she's an actor well people probably know her best from um <laughs> you make so much fun of me pretty little liars but um <clears throat> she's been in a few other things and i just i feel like from what i've seen of her Through acting and even through her social media, she just carries herself so well. She, not that I do, I shouldn't say that. I'm like trying to compare myself, but I just, I'm such a fangirl of her. Um, So I would prefer her. But in real life, if anyone played me, I feel like it'd be more of an Anna Camp because (laughs) I I, I feel like she's. you know she's kind of serious, but like quirky and like it's just kind of awkward and high strung a lot of the time, and so that's I feel like she could embody what is Becca a little bit better. What about you? I like that.
3: I still don't. Who's the first person you named again? Torian Bolsario. I'll I will I, send you her Instagram. Yeah, I am yeah, not not quite familiar with her. I like the Anna Camp reference. I think mm-hmm. I think that's a good one. Um, <laughs> I would pick probably carrie washington i was gonna say that for you because i mean maybe because i've seen how she is in scandal i've seen her Mm -hmm. play an attorney she's strong she's to the point but she's just so i don't know i just i i don't look like her in any way Uh, but she's beautiful she's strong i don't know that's just Mm -hmm. who i would pick to play me in a role because i've already seen her play the attorney role
2: yeah i I would have picked her. I just love like you know I love scandal so much, and I just love her character. she stands her ground, and so she'd she'd play a good rachel i would i would yeah i like right. i like Carrie okay,
3: <laughs> your mom, who would play your
2: mom oh uh. So Jill, my mom would want me to say Diane Keene but I have to go oh. with Sally Field.
3: Sally Field, 100% oh, she's one hundred percent, is my mother. Favorite. She's one of my well, I am obsessed with your mother, then apparently. <laughs> I who I haven't had the pleasure of meeting, but my gosh, I can't wait. I love Sally Field. Mm-hmm. I do too. She's, she's like what, so- she's one of my favorite actresses.
2: Yeah, and she, I feel like they kind of have the same look and just personality-wise. Like that is Jill. What about you? What about your mom?
3: So growing up, I could have sworn as a child, you couldn't tell me that my mother was not Felicia Rashad playing Bill Cosby's wife on the Cosbys. (laughs) I would go to school and tell people that was my mother. Mm -hmm. But I'd either go with her or I would go with Angela Bassett. Okay. Hands down. Mm -hmm. That's who would play my mom.
2: Okay. We got to get our moms together.
3: I know, I know. A little they a little girl along. date. I would they love would that. Um, oh, Angela and Sally.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to get into a good one. Now, this is a loaded question for us because I feel like we've had so many. Who would play your last ex-boyfriend?
3: <laughs> okay, so I'm like Googling right now, black actors. Here's the thing. My, la- my last ex-boyfriend was a, a big guy. Mm-hmm. real big and i you know I, I always was partial to the bigger man prior to, prior mm-hmm. to brian so i'm like what who would play him in a role honestly i would say like dwayne johnson mm-hmm. bigger dwayne johnson or like <laughs> or like heavy d rest in peace heavy i d, need the rapper. to see a picture of your ex i'll, I'll send you a picture How- yeah, I just want to know how big we're talking. But I picked Dwayne because my my ex played football and mm-hmm. so did Dwayne Johnson and then like had a career change due to injuries, which is same with my ex. And so I think that, yeah, that would be, okay. that's me being nice. That and heavy dick. See, <laughs> and this is interesting because I wanted to know who you're
2: going with for your ex because we had 30 at one time. So it's like, do you pick from one of 30 or do you pick... One that was a little bit longer of a relationship. So, if we're going to go with exes from the past, yeah, prior, none are the
3: ones from the franchise. <laughs> that, okay. I'm not counting them.
2: So, uh, well, the first thought I would say is Satan, but um, okay, oh, <laughs> Lucifer, okay, <laughs> yeah, Lucifer. <laughs> but um, if we're going to go with the legit actor, um, I was thinking of, I don't know his name in real life, but. Have you seen the movie The Other Woman, where the guy has, like, the wife and multiple girlfriends? He's the I guy know, look, who plays... He plays Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones. I don't know his name oh, in real life. Oh,
3: he plays Jamie Lannister. Mm-hmm. Oh. So,
2: whoever that is, I feel like they kind of look alike in that movie. He's the man everyone loves to hate because he's juggling multiple
3: women. That would, <laughs> that would okay, be Okay, I ex. can't pronounce his name. It's like Nick Nicolaj... F- Nicholai, or is wild, it Nikolai Yeah, oh, something. But um, very attractive. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: mm-hmm.
3: A mm-hmm. Lannister. Yeah, if, but, how to pick in Game? Whose house do you think you would be in in Game of Thrones? I would.
2: Well, if I could live in Dorne, because it looks warm and sunny, it's, it's and beautiful, a little outside of the craziness. That's where I would wind up. Um, if I have to I mean, I'd probably unfortunately have to live in the north because I'm in Minnesota and it's freezing half the year. Not that I would like it, but what about you?
3: I think I would be a Lannister. Would you? <laughs> I think I think I think I might be a Lannister. Wait, what is Khaleesi's house name? What are they? Um, um she i'm totally Another drawing a blank though. she has like 49 i know why can
2: i not think where are you thinking of like where she, she came have, from yeah where she came from she does or have where 49 she, she has everywhere you want to know what though the lannisters i i actually really loved them at the end as much as you want to hate the lannisters they grow on you
3: i think i am tarjan Tar targan what? How do you, um, I can't think of names. Oh my God, God I, haven't so sh- I, know, I haven't seen the show. I know, I haven't seen the show in so long. um No. Uh, uh, oh gosh, our fans are going to eat us up about this. I cannot. This I'm out. looking at the name and I cannot remember how to say it because I'm just thinking Khaleesi and I'm just, I, I can't. um Yeah, I would be, even though I think I most represent Arya Stark. I still Mm -hmm. think that I would be in the House of Lancaster.
2: We've talked about this before, Rachel. Have we? My brain is shut down right now, but we've had this conversation because I told you I think I would have been who's the redhead um, in the north that everyone? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. You would be um, Sansa. Joe Jonas is (laughs) like yeah. (laughs) Hey, which I'm fine with now. So if if I'm going to be her, that's okay. Okay, Becca. In typical fashion, when we talk on the podcast, now that we have detoured off of the game and started to play Game of Thrones, which I think everybody likes to figure out what house they're in, we've now run out of time because mm-hmm. we've got a special guest waiting and even though we've had our audience waiting to hear from her, we don't want to keep her waiting. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. So
2: we'll, we'll maybe finish this game later. Uh, we got some more good ones I think that we can cover. Okay, so now that
3: we have to cut that game short, we actually have a real actress coming on the show, not pretending like Becca and I were just doing. And she has a new hilarious movie that is out on Netflix, and it is called The Wrong Missy. She's a comedian, an actress, and a podcaster. But most importantly, she is a huge Bachelor Nation fan. It's Lauren Lapkus. Everyone, bring her in. Welcome her to Bachelor Happy Hour. Lauren, welcome to Bachelor Happy Hours. So excited Hi. to Hi, thanks for having me. So off the top, yes, thank you for joining. Off the top, how are you? We got to do a check-in because there's a lot going on right now.
4: I'm doing okay. Um, I feel like it's just a constant roller coaster. And I'm, this week, I'm like in a pretty good mood. So you just try to like hold on to that as
3: much as you can, you know? So yeah, but yeah, how are you guys? Same, you know, like hi- highs and lows. Some days I swear I wake up. And I just am like, can I just stay here all day? Yeah, All day. And then the other days I try to like, I have to work on it. Like I have to have positive affirmations and say, today is going to be a great day. And then I can get up out of the, yeah. the bed. I don't know. I'm just, maybe I'm just a super negative person. <laughs>
2: no, I, I work really on that. that. I think, I honestly, Rach, I think that's everyone at this point in life. We have our highs and the lows. And um, yeah, you just, it's it's weird. It's like. Some days you wake up and like you said, you don't want to leave bed and you just want to curl up and like pretend everything like COVID and everything in the world isn't happening. And then some days you you find that piece of strength and hop out of bed and make it a great one. Um, hopefully, though, your Mondays are good because we obviously have been able to watch some of the old Bachelor Bachelorette seasons back and recap them. So Lauren, we hear that you are a huge Bachelor fan. So tell us a little bit about that. Tell us when you got started, what's hooked you, everything. Yeah,
4: I mean, I've been watching The Bachelor since high school, I think. So
2: I'm, I've am i been around a
4: while with this franchise. And I mean, I think I got hooked just by watching real people trying to date. Like, it's just so fun to watch people talk to each other and flirt and get drunk and say the wrong thing and all that stuff. <laughs> I just love it. And as the years went on, I mean, it's, I got older and so it was even more just people my age range and that made it more interesting. And I, I mean, truly, I just can't get enough. I just am obsessed.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, so whose season did you start with? Do you remember? That's what I was trying to figure out. There's
4: that one guy, Brad, who like was on multiple times, but I can't mm-hmm. remember if it was that far back. But Andrew Firestone, I remember watching. Um, yeah.
2: So pretty far back. You're you're farther along than us, because Rachel and I were talking about this last week. I don't remember. I mean, I've, I, of course, remember Trista, because she was just the first female yeah. lead. But a lot of the dudes, I don't remember up until, like, Brad, Brad with you, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
4: there definitely are some um, more forgettable seasons, which, you know, we don't have
3: to (laughs) forget. Hopefully you're not talking about our season. (laughs) Definitely not. Definitely not. Well, speaking of
2: the seasons then, who has been your absolute favorite lead to watch?
4: Oh, oh, I was thinking about this and it's weird because so there are those people that you like watching because you like them. And those are always really fun seasons. Cause you just want them to find love. Like I would say both of you guys fall in that category where it was like, I just want this to go well. Um, but Thank then you. there's people where you're like, okay, this is just kind of fascinating. Like Jake, the pilot, mm-hmm. I was like, this season is wild. And then everything that happened with Vienna, I was, that was amazing TV because it was just such a train wreck. And so there's seasons like that where like, You can't look away.
3: Wait, can I ask you, if someone else were to get two seasons, who would you want it to be?
2: Oh, Mm -hmm. man. Good question. Um,
3: I might say Hannah.
4: Okay. Mm -hmm. I feel like that could be... After seeing her on Dancing with the Stars, I feel like she was so cute and charming in that setting. And then I was like, oh, I feel... Wait, what was the end? Where, where did it go at, at the end of that? I'm trying to remember what happened she, at the end of
2: Suzanne. She got engaged to Jed and then turns out he had yes. a girlfriend. Oh, no, that was the best. Oh my God. Wait, yeah. that was one of the best. <laughs> but it was good TV. We understand what yeah. you're saying. It was good
4: TV, but it was also sad for her that that happened. So it would be nice to, you know, get to actually end up with mm-hmm. someone.
2: So this is a question I like to ask just any anyone in general. Um, Do you like the show more for the love aspect or more for the drama and the craziness that you see?
4: I think it's a little bit of both. I feel like ultimately it's the drama because it's kind of what keeps me coming back. But I I think I always have hope that the love element will really work out and that the people will stay together. So I think that's part of it for me. I watch a lot of reality TV and I watch like uh, Married at First Sight and Marrying Millions, like all these different types of shows where... Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of good stuff. But where people like, you know, will they, won't they? There's like a lot of the kind of unexplained situations, like 90 Day Fiance, where you're like, are they even in love? Can't tell what's happening. So with the bachelor, I'm always just hoping that the person will end up picking someone who is a really a good match for them. And there is that element of that keeps you going where you're like, I just hope that this that there is someone who makes sense for this person. Mm -hmm. But it's such a hard thing to do because you really only get such a handful of people and like It's a small handful. And like, you might not like someone in that group.
3: Mm -hmm. I don't know. You don't like a lot of them in that group, just to be be honest with you. But it's something that you bring up that's interesting because you watch a lot of reality TV and I'm right there with you, girl. I'm a a big Bravo fan. So as an improv actress, I'm curious, do you ever get inspired or get material from some of the behavior that you see on our show or just reality TV in general?
0: Yeah, we got some definitely. characters. Oh
4: my God. There's so much because <laughs> what what I love about it is being like a fly on, on the wall and just getting to watch people just act as they would, if there was no camera, it seems like most of the time. And nine day fiance is one, and one of the best shows for that, because a lot of these people are, um, they've never been on TV. It's not like they were on like a previous season of the bachelor and now they're comfortable being the bachelorette. Like there's no like comfort with the camera yet necessarily. So you just kind of see them forget that they're there. And they can say and do really um, wild things. And so I do, I definitely get inspired for characters um, watching that stuff. But I do have a question for you, if you don't mind, both of you. Oh, Um, please. With your experience on The Bachelorette because, and being on The Bachelor, one thing I've always wondered about, this is something that's never happened to me, but happens on The Bachelorette every single time. The woman runs and jumps on the guy and wraps her (laughs) (laughs) legs. Now, I'm tall. Maybe that's why nobody's wanting me to like jump on them. It's so, never happened to me. So I was. so I'm curious. Is that
2: something that's like encouraged or like how does this? Happen? I love this question, Um, Lauren. I'm tall too. I'm. I don't know how tall you are. I'm five seven. I'm five ten. Oh, okay. okay. The, so three inches might be the, all the difference. For <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but a lot of times, like we're wearing heels, so I'm five ten. You know, I'm up there yeah. too. Um. Yeah, you know, that's a good question. Because I actually when I was on The Bachelor, when I was like one of 30 girls, I asked, I was like, is that like a common thing? And then when I became lead, because I had so many guys, at first, it kind of started as a joke. They're like, oh, yeah, like, go run, jump, go see your man. And so you like get excited because you haven't seen someone for a little bit. And then towards the end, it became this thing where it's like, Let's see how fast I can run and see if they can actually catch me now. So when it was like hometowns with my last four guys, it became like this competition where I was like, okay, how fast can I go? Like, are they going to catch me? What if there's a body of water behind us? You don't know what's going to happen. What? <laughs> yeah. So it became like this fun game. And then I think I think it was like with Ryan Seacrest um, on the Kelly and Ryan show, they did a compilation of all of the runs and jumps. and then. Oh, that's awesome. um garrett was there and so garrett and ryan tried doing it and like garrett picked
3: ryan up and it just it became a thing and (laughs) and, yeah it just stuck (laughs) that's interesting because when i was on nick's season we were never encouraged to do it and if you i never jumped on nick ever oh it was just like go run and go see him but then when Mm -hmm. i was the bachelorette it was go run and, and, and jump, go run. So maybe I feel like, dare I say, was I'm a trendsetter that started on my season. Maybe <laughs> it did. I, I, I mean, that. I didn't watch before Nick. So Lauren, you'd be better off telling us if it happened before or not. But I feel like it's a new thing because people point it out all the time.
4: It does feel new because I feel like there was a point where I went, Oh, she just jumped on him. And then I was like, wait, everyone's jumping. Wait, everyone's like, (laughs) I think maybe it is just the last few years.
2: You need to do it after this. Please have somebody record you jumping and have someone catch you and send it to us.
4: I should try. My husband might just like fall down trying to catch me, but we'll see. Is he tall? How tall is he?
2: He's tall. He's 6'3". But yeah, we we haven't haven't
4: tried. We'll we'll see.
2: It's like the trust fall, you know? Like... And if you get a bruise, you get a bruise. That's true. Maybe it's just (laughs) worth it for the video. We have to
3: ask her the million dollar question. Uh And that is, do you ever think you could have been the bachelorette? Oh my God.
4: Okay. Well, I have thought about this and I have (laughs) pictured myself in the house. I have pictured what it would be like. The problem is like, I date comedians. So, I mean, I'm married now, but I've pretty much only dated comedians. And so the house would probably be really annoying if it was all comedians, but um, then I think about, okay, well, what if they try to get me to date people who weren't comedians and they brought in like all different types of guys that could be really interesting. One thing I think too, one thing I'm very open to and interested in with the bachelor is getting guys who aren't, um, totally fit. I feel like I never dated someone with a six pack, mm-hmm. which sounds like really fun, but I'm curious <laughs> what it'd be like if everyone in the house was just like, um, more average build and what that might do to the vibe in the place. Do you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's probably a lot of working out happening, which changes things. So I'm curious about that.
3: As a woman who is very partial to the bigger men, until Brian, I mean, he's my yeah. first. He's my first six pack. <laughs> I 100% agree with this take. 100%. Yeah
2: love this
4: I think it'd be really interesting but I mean it's I can't really complain about how it's fun to watch um good-looking guys Mm -hmm. with six packs like go swimming and stuff like that's fine but but (laughs) it's
2: kind of intimidating
3: yeah I bet it is intimidating I also said no pool dates for me but that was a whole that was a whole other thing oh it was purely selfish it was a hair thing I didn't want to have to deal with my hair oh yeah Um, yeah Quick question. This is so left field, but I have to ask you because you said it. You've only dated comedians. I hear comedians are assholes to date. (laughs) And I'm dead serious. Like the man, I'm not not even trying to be (laughs) sorry if we have comedians listening to the show. But please, is that is that really true?
4: It's, it can be very true. And I feel like whenever like female comedians are talking about dating male comedians and or if someone is saying like, I want to date a comedian, we're like, don't do it. But then the weird thing is like, well, my husband is one and he's great and he's hilarious. And so I, I'm like, there's an excep- exception to the rule, but there are a lot of guys in the community who are not good at relationships. So you, I definitely have so many friends who have stories of dating guys where it's just like a mess. And so my advice is typically like, try something else, you know, Mm -hmm. date someone who has a job or something. Do you (laughs) you feel (laughs) like,
2: because you're a comedian too, do you feel like when you dated them in the past, like you guys were butting heads and trying to maybe one up the other? I
4: think there can be elements of that. Like there can be that sort of competition feeling or like, you know, when you're both trying to do the same job. I don't know if it's true Mm -hmm. if like two people were dentists or something, but I don't know if that would transfer over at all, but I, there is that element with the job like this where it can, where things are more random, where like jobs come out of nowhere and mm-hmm. success is more undetermined, and um, it can get a little weird if the person doesn't have um, healthy self-esteem, I feel yeah. like mm-hmm. but just from yeah. all the different stories I know in my life of all my friends and people they've dated. Yeah. I yeah. love that yeah. husband The Bachelor. He does. Yeah. He never did before me, but um, I've gotten him very into it. It's a good
2: Good man. (laughs) (laughs) They always get hooked. I've talked to so many dudes who they always blame it on their wives or their girlfriends, but then they'll now just watch it themselves. I'm like, we sucked you in. I know. Um, I love that though. Cause we, when listen to your heart was going on, I don't know if you watched that show. Oh, I watched it all. I did a whole podcast <laughs> on my Patreon. Oh. Did you, did you like that show? Did you, I, I personally kind of liked it better than the, the standard bachelor bachelorette.
4: I liked it a lot. One thing that I felt like was hard about it was it seemed like people kind of had to pair up really quickly and mm-hmm. there's, it's harder to know if you're really going to like someone, if you're just kind of like going for it. And I also felt like, the element of doing a hobby together, like a passion, like singing can spark love faster. So that was kind of interesting. It's kind of something that I think the bachelor would benefit from is having some people who are like-minded with a certain passion so that there's sort of something right off the bat that you're excited about together. Because I do think with comedians, that's one of the things like you, you can get attracted to somebody because they like the same type of stuff you like and want to talk about the same things. And, that helps a lot. I always think with The Bachelor, like it's so hard to get past those initial small talk moments because mm-hmm. you don't even know where you're starting from. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I enjoyed it because I, I'm, a, I'm a serial dater or I was a serial dater. So for me, it's like, oh, here's a new person. And I get to ask yeah. them all these different questions unless they were awkward or, you know, trying too hard, which is what happens yeah. on The Bachelor. But <laughs> I want to talk, or I have a question about your new movie. the wrong Missy. So which thank you for content on Netflix. (laughs) In your new movie, The Wrong Missy, your character plays a wild girl or she is a wild girl who sort of destroys every situation that she runs into. How do you think that she would be as the bachelorette? And if you're willing to do an impression of what that would sound like, we're all ears. Okay, I do think
4: um, she would be a really good bachelorette because she just is the life of the party. And doesn't really wait for anyone to make the party start. She just kind of gets it going partly by getting really drunk, which would work well, I think. Um, (laughs) and I feel like she would just walk up to guys and be like, just tell me the craziest thing you've ever done. Just say it. I don't care. What's the worst thing you've ever said to someone like be tell me something horrible about you and just go for the worst.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What kind of, what kind of guy would she end up with?
4: Uh, I th- well you know in the movie no spoilers but i guess i'm gonna spoil it that she ends up with a sweet guy and so i feel like there is a potential for her to actually find someone who's a good match i don't mm-hmm. know someone not as crazy as her probably she likes yeah. to be the center of attention someone who it can sounds like her down. she'd be
3: super fun in the house now when i was on the season this sounds like one of the people in the house you know who was in the pool taking off her top uh, putting whipped cream on, getting a bounce house, you know, my girl Corinne. Shout out to Corinne's my friend. But shout out to Corinne. That's a Corinne. She sounds very Corinnish, yes, Cornish, yes. as she as she calls herself. So we know that you're a super fan, and then your co-star in the movie, David Spade, is a super fan, and we hear that you guys would watch it together. Tell us what that is like. Because I've I've seen him on Instagram, and he has really, really funny recaps in regards. Oh to my show. God. Yes. He's so funny. Well, I saw from his Instagram
4: that he watched the show before we met each other. And I also would like post on my Instagram about it. And so I was like, Oh man, it'd be so fun if we could watch together, but I didn't really expect anything because you never know if you're going to make friends with someone that you're working with or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm sure I'll be watching alone. That's fine. Um, but it came up and he was like, Oh, we should watch it. And then we just did. And we got the whole cast together some nights and we were watching uh, every Monday and doing Instagram stories together. And it was just a blast. It was so fun to watch them. He's so funny. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, yeah. You know what? <laughs> I'm
2: thinking like future dates. Now we obviously know that that Claire is filming her season, and they're yes. it, it's a weird season because not they can't do what we used to do. I, I feel so bad for her. I'm like, why is it happening now? Like during coronavirus? Like, yeah. no,
4: I just want it to be easy.
2: Hey, and she'll uh, be she'll be with thirty dudes. She will be just <laughs> fine. <laughs> but but I'm thinking down the road in the future once things hopefully go back to semi normal, um, and the show can kind of resume like it's standard of dates which is like super high up um you and david would be such fun guests to have on
4: oh my god that would be so fun i would love so, that
2: yeah do like a, you could be like a, a fun improv date um yes. yes So that would be so good yeah so kind of going back now to obviously it's quarantine and things are starting to shut down again what was it like having your movie come out during this time it was
4: so weird. It was like, I mean, it was exciting on one hand, because I just was waiting a year for it to come out. So I, it was like disappointing a little bit that it was happening while we were in this really weird time. But then on the other hand, I was like, well, I guess more people will watch it because we're stuck at home. Like that's a silver lining if there can be one to what's going on. Um, but it was just kind of anticlimactic in a way because it was like, it came out and then my husband and I just like watched it on Netflix. And we were like, Yay! Like it's like <laughs> not really to like celebrate or like yeah. go out for drinks like you would do or have a premiere. Or so mm-hmm. that was a bummer, but it was still it was still something like a bright spot for me in the time. So it was nice. And you know, it's nice to have Instagram people just like writing to you and kind of made it feel like real life was happening for a second. Mm-hmm. and we're seeing it,
3: yeah, yeah. See, I think it would be great though because I mean, yes, I get what you're saying on one perspective, but at the same time, we are craving so much original content. Mm -hmm. And you have everybody's undivided attention right now, which is why I think other things are happening the way they are in the world. And your movie comes out. So it's like, great. Thank you. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. You know, a good, funny movie to come out. And, you know, that's I mean, honestly, our routine every night is we do our own thing. We work. We come home and we watch a movie. We're like, okay, Mm -hmm. what are we watching next? You know, and I think that's, that's a lot great. of people. Yeah, it's yeah. true.
4: It's true because I'm really starved for content too. And I'm like finding all the weirdest shows. Supermarket Sweep is back on Netflix with like 90s episodes. It's so amazing. So,
3: <laughs> I've never watched the show. I know the concept, but my husband literally is like messaged me, Supermarket Sweep. Is that what it called? Supermarket Sweep says it's back on. And I was like, okay. And he's like, no, you don't I understand. Know. It's so we'll so be watching good. It's hilarious.
4: And like the everyone on it is clearly like so 90s. Like they just have like the craziest hair and style. And they like they're I'm I'm obsessed. I want to know where everyone is now. I want to know how everything worked out, if they're all still together or not. <laughs> I'm, b- I'm very hooked.
2: There's another show um because I feel like we're all looking for anything these days. Um I feel like you guys would like it. It's called Love Life with Anna Kendrick and it's I started wel- watching that. I started isn't
4: it good? It's cute. Yeah, it's
2: really cute. It's a cute, like, easy. It's on HBO Max, I believe. Um, Mm -hmm. But basically, like, every episode is her dating a new person and kind of, like, the overall story of her love life. And I feel like it's so relatable. Like, we've all had such different types of relationships. And so it's, like... Very drastic in the men that she dates, but but it's another cute one. Um, it's it's a funny, easy watch. So if anyone out there needs more that, but definitely check out the wrong Missy first because uh, it's a good one and. And Lauren, I want to let you ask some questions because I know you had mentioned um, when we were recording that you had some. (laughs) But before that, (laughs) I have one more for you because we, of course, have stalked your Instagram and you seem like the busiest person in the world. Um, So what else do you have going on right now and what can we expect to see from you?
4: Well, okay, so I, I'm always doing a lot of podcasts, and I have a podcast with Nicole Byer, who's the host of Nail, Nailed It on Netflix, mm-hmm. um, and it's called Newcomers, and we watch Star Wars for the first time when neither of us have <gasps> ever seen it in our lives, and we have a lot of opinions, we have people <laughs> on who care about it.
3: <laughs> I've never seen it
4: either! Really? I am totally
3: oh. tuning into this! You need to this have Rachel on! Is, like, that perfect- one thing...
4: This is the perfect way to watch it because you get like a total breakdown afterwards of what we thought. And we walk through the plot. We try to explain it. We have a guest on who cares about it. So they like show us why we should care. Um, and we're doing Lord of the Rings for our second season. And we're both terrified because the movies are like three and a half hours long. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have a Patreon um, where I do all sorts of podcasts. I do like improv podcasts and conversations and I've been um doing a whole series on the Babysitters Club show that's on <gasps> Netflix now. <gasps> oh
3: love which it. It's they so cute. Do mm-hmm. they use the same theme song? Baby they don't use a theme Club. song. Say hello, hello to dear. the people <laughs> who care. Nothing's better than friends.
1: <laughs>
3: club. Cause you know there's your friends. friends I can't are even remember. Re- there. I can't believe I remember that. That's the first time I was saying that. Probably since I watched it. <laughs> Rachel, exactly. I feel like
4: somewhere in there, you
3: enough.
2: are the number one person who like something will trigger you, and you know every theme song, and you'll just bust out singing it. <laughs> I I'm love a, it. I'm a pop
3: culture fiend. It I sounds like, like I'm soaking up too. all your your content, though. I'm like. Oh, Star Wars check. Okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
4: Babysitter's Club check. Oh my God, the Babysitter's Club show is the cutest show. And I watched all the old one back in the day and then the movie and everything and loved them. So I was really excited about this. But it's like, it really hits like, it's perfect for little girls, but it's also really perfect for like people our age with the nostalgia factor if you liked mm-hmm. the Babysitter's Club growing up. And it's just adorable. So <clears throat> that's what I've been doing. And you can find that at patreon.com slash Lauren if anyone wants to
2: follow along and listen. Busy, busy. Um, <sighs> You know, <laughs> I love this. You're giving me so many new things to listen to and watch, which is so needed. So my mom and I, kind of like you, Rach, we have a, a checklist every night of like, what movie or what show do we want to watch tonight? So we yeah. just keep adding. So this is perfect. And I... I I have been getting so much more into podcasts lately. I never really used to until until I think quarantine really started yeah. um, back in, in mid-March. And so, any that I can add just when I'm running or taking walks, because let's be honest, I need to try to get outside so I don't go crazy, helps. So, thank you. Yeah. Oh, um, my God. But, so, to our listeners, I mean, there was a, a little... Uh, we had some technical difficulties. So, Lauren and I were chatting um, when we were figuring those out. But, Lauren... I want to open up this for you to ask questions because oh I'm pushing yeah. for a future date with you and David Spade on The Bachelor and Bachelorette one day. So oh my ask God, away that. because we got to okay. get your feet wet in this.
4: Okay, I have a few questions. Okay. Um, one question is, do you really only bring one suitcase?
3: No. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't know about you, Becca, but I brought three suitcases because I was told I could as a contestant. Mm-hmm. And then when we had to leave the mansion, they were like, you, you can only have two. Mm-hmm. So I had to stuff all of my things into those two suitcases, but they let them be overweight, which is fantastic. At least that's mm-hmm. how it was when I was oh, there. Wow. And then when you're the lead, you have like 13 suitcases following okay. you everywhere know you go.
2: Yeah. Yeah. When you're the lead, I mean, because we, we have a stylist. So when I was lead, I only had one of my own suitcases that carried like my blankie that was about oh. it but then but then yeah you the stylist has like 12 or 13 that everyone takes with um when you're a contestant though on the bachelor I was told two and I'm a rule follower so I only brought two but one of the girls <laughs> not I. um one of the girls <laughs> Lauren Schleier, brought I think six or seven and uh, she had to actually keep her suitcases outside on the balcony because we had no room in, you know, cause you share rooms with, obviously yeah. that's why attend. she got
3: cut early. They were like, we're not getting <laughs> yeah. those suitcases yeah.
2: on the plane. We could not cram all of this. So yeah. Um, I mean, it's, you could like, when you show up, you can kind of get away with whatever at first when you're living in the mansion. But once you start traveling, that's when they crack down. So yeah, we only had two oh, for yeah. two months. Okay.
4: That's interesting. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Okay. Then this is another question that I have seen on
4: like, I've seen this fact on like um, trivia about the bachelor, like Buzzfeed things or whatever. But they say that you can't read any book besides religious texts. Is that true?
3: No. No. But I heard that too, though, coming in. I don't know if the rules changed yeah. with us, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I heard that, but that's not
4: true. Yeah. That's an interesting one. I was like, maybe it's because they don't want people to be like boring or something. I like just read religious texts.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. No. <laughs> you, can have your we Bible had, and you
4: can't have anything else.
2: But, but that being said, you don't also have that much time to read, really. So, like, I, 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 had, I had, I don't know, like, some fiction novel, whatever, but yeah, I think you I read, like, four pages in two months.
3: You know yeah. what is fun, Lauren, is, okay, so when you're traveling in airports, you're just like, oh my gosh, other people, I'm out and about, I'm out in the wild, and then you pass through those bookstores, and I would be like, yeah, I'm gonna go get a book, and then I would try to flip through magazines to find yes. out what's going oh. on in the world, uh-huh. and they, like, hide the magazines. Stand in front of the, the, like, the (laughs) stand, so you can't get, you can't see anything. Yeah, you are... That is so wild. Yeah. So was there any, was there,
4: like, any sort of big news that happened while you were in the house that you didn't know until you got out, and you're like, that's so weird that I didn't know that happened?
2: They kept you pretty up-to-date on major things. Um, Okay. I remember, well, when I was filming on RE season, it was when that big, uh... Las Vegas shooting happened. Yeah, and so they they sat everyone down right away and told us what happened. And um, they were like, if you know anyone who was in the area or that was affected th- at that point, they would let us call our families if we knew somebody like associated with it. Um, but yeah, I was in an interview and in the middle of being asked questions about like my feelings. Um, Hugh Hefner died. So like things like that, current events, they'll keep you up to date yeah. on. Um, so I mean- it's
3: yeah. You're not I totally I guess they can't the do everything because I think Kim Kardashian was robbed on one of the seasons that I was on and they told us, but I remember, and this is what's scary about being in a bubble and being cut off. So I'm done. And I remember I was watching something and I was like, gosh, that he looks so sick. And I was, and I thought, is he okay? Come to find out this person had passed away during the season. And I had no idea it was Charlie Murphy. I had no idea. And so I'm talking about him as if he's alive and he passed away. So it is kind of weird to be stuck Mm -hmm. in a bubble for 10 weeks because things happen. And it's like life stops for you, but it's going on outside of it.
4: Mm -hmm. Um, I have one other question, which is, I feel like the show doesn't show a lot of the deep conversations that everyone's having, like with the bachelor bachelorette. And do you feel like you had enough time on your season to like get to ask guys like questions that were important to you beyond like romantic stuff, but just like talking about the deep life stuff or whatever? Like do you feel mm-hmm. like you got to like get deep with enough people?
2: I think that's what was really good about I mean, just the fantasy suites is is yeah. that was the first time you're away from everyone and all of the cameras to ask the questions. And I remember, I think Rachel, you had said like, ask the, que- like the good questions that night. Um, that makes that, sense. We never get to see any of that conversation. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. And so yeah. there's a lot that's talked about, at least like for me, that was talked about um, during that week. That being said, you can only, I feel like you get to know somebody when you're like, just immersed in n- normal everyday life with them, which obviously when you're on the bachelor, you don't have the luxury of doing. Yeah. And so, um, that was, like, I think Fantasy Suites was the beginning of those conversations, but it really wasn't until, I mean, like, after the show, living with Garrett and getting to know him, um, just, like, in our daily lives where you learn so much more. Yeah. Um, it's Yeah, it's a very weird situation. Yeah, I, I always wonder about that.
3: Well, I I feel like I killed the mood at the beginning of Fantasy Suites because I was like, all right, we're alone. I literally, I literally pulled out questions I had on a legal pad in true Rachel fashion. And I was like, religion, where do we stand? finances do you have any assets Mm -hmm. what's your tax what's your credit score Mm -hmm. I asked politically I needed to because certain things are deal breakers for me so I was like politically where do you stand did you vote in the last election who did you vote for like that those were questions that I asked I remember at one point Brian was like like if this was the piece of paper Brian was just like okay can we get down (laughs) to the fantasy suite like bolted it up for me like can we and I'm just like no because I really see something in you and these are fundamental values that I possess and I need my partner to Mm -hmm. because I knew that if if we had that I'm like okay I already know we're vibing we have this chemistry this physical chemistry together but what's the core of you Mm -hmm. and then after like Becca said later you find out all those little things but that was a deal like there's certain things if he had said the wrong thing on that list I would have been like this is it's it
4: well I love that I feel like having a piece of paper is so important because like if you I feel like what would happen to me is I would get in the room and be like yay we get to like have sex now (laughs) forget everything you were gonna say and so that's important (laughs) yeah Yeah.
2: there was um I think it was Becca M on Ari's season brought this up and she and it's so funny because she was the youngest contestant and everyone gave her so much crap because she was only 22 but she said this when we were filming re season so when i was bachelorette in fantasy suites this is the one question well not the one question but i wanted to ask this was do you have debt and it's like the most unsexy like mood killer question but it's so important like knowing what you're getting into like if this is going to be a long-term partnership like it's something that i think people never ask and always overlook but it's so important Mm -hmm. and so i was like I always kept that in the back of my mind while we were filming. I was like, I can't wait to ask that question. I can't wait to finally ask that question. Cause you know, sure as shit, if I asked that, like while we were filming, like on a nice romantic date with cameras, they'd be like, don't even ask this. It's going to be, that would be
4: the best episode. Like I would be so obsessed if the episode was like, you're on like a, like a river, like having dinner. And then you're like, do you
3: have (laughs) (laughs) debt? I I remember Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis told me to ask if they have insurance. They were like put uh, that ooh. on your list ask if they have interest. and I was like great one it's going on the that legal path That's interesting pad. because
4: people could maybe try to get married for that purpose and mm-hmm. like that's a weird it's a weird 90 thing day country. fiance that's that's the, yeah. the 90 <laughs> stuff <laughs> there's yes lots of questions they need to be asking that they're not asking that
3: <laughs> oh lord it's been so fun to chat with you and it's like mm-hmm. one just because you're super talented and we're fans in that right but then also because you're a bachelor fan and so there's this thing this level that we can connect on too so yeah, thank, thank you, you for so having me. much for being yes. a part of our podcast Thank you, Lauren. I can't wait to see the the
2: video of you running and jumping into your husband's I need to try Send it Too to disaster. me because we need this.
3: <laughs> Lauren is so funny. I mean. She <laughs> So much fun to, and becca you killed it with the idea of having them on a future episode her and david spade mm-hmm. it would be so much fun and can you just imagine they take your other idea where it starts off where as the contestants are walking up she's just running up to david and, and jumps <laughs> on him Yeah. like it would be so funny i feel like there's so many date aspects you could in-
2: incorporate with her and and david like you could do something with improv you could do like a run and jump challenge in like all these different weird settings but um I I just I loved having her not only because she is funny and just so easy to talk to and a fan but she's the first person that we've had that hasn't been affiliated with the show yet like she wasn't a guest judge she just likes to watch the show and so it's fun to get people's takes on how they got hooked when they got hooked what they love about it um so it it was I just I just enjoyed her
3: I did, too. I did. Natural. I feel like we've talked to her before. We've hung out with her Mm -hmm. before, which now I'm putting it out there that when all this is over with, that we will get to hang out with her again. Yes.
2: Yes. (laughs) We'll plan something. We'll plan something. And in the meantime, she better work on that run and jump. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, Rachel, I love chatting with you. Another fun episode in the books. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Don't forget to keep checking in with us on social media because we love hearing from you guys and getting all of your messages. So if you want to join in with us on that fun, check us out at Bachelor Happy Hour on Instagram and at Batch Happy Hour on both Facebook and Twitter.
0: My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. There's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart.